I can hear you. Shout, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Shout, I'm favored. I'm favored. Shout, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Shout, I'm not just favored. I'm highly favored. Give the Lord the loudest shout of praise. The loudest shout of praise you can. Get the devil man in the house. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord. And give the Lord the loudest shout of praise you can. Hallelujah. Glory to glory, glory to God. Let's take your seats in God's presence. Hallelujah. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory to God. Come on, let's see. I love Jesus. Ah, do you really mean that this morning? See, I love Jesus with the whole of my heart. I love Jesus. Wave your hands to Jesus if you love him all over this place. And just worship him this morning and just give him praise and thanks. And just wave your beautiful hands to Jesus. He deserves all our praise. He deserves all our worship. Just wave your hands to him all over this building this morning. And let's just worship him, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. It's beautiful beyond description. Too marvelous for words. We stand in awe of him this morning. Oh, yes, Lord. Love is God and God is love. We give you all the praise, oh God. Thank you, Lord. Can you just whisper, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you with the very core of my being. Yes, Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. In Jesus' precious name, we have worshipped. Somebody say the loudest amen you can this morning. Glory to God. Turn your Bibles with me this morning, if you will, please. The book of Genesis. Genesis chapter number 2 this morning. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I trust you had a great week. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Is God from beginning to the end? There's no place for arguments. Is God all by Himself? He has times and season His hands. Hallelujah! Glory to God. So don't worry about tomorrow. God's got you. Amen. That God's got you. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Genesis chapter two. I just do a short reading so we can delve into what we have this morning genesis chapter 2 verse 18 the bible says it is not good for man to be alone i will make him and help me to help her a companion that is suitable for him lord we ask in the name of jesus that you will bless your word in the name of jesus let the entrance of your word give light and give understanding to our hearts in the name of Jesus. We ask, Lord, for grace to be released upon this house in the name of Jesus. As we hear your word, let our relationships, let our marriages not be the same again. Father, we pray this morning in Jesus' name. And church says it loud, amen. 
and just says a louder amen all right god is the originator and the source of marriage god is the originator and the source of marriage and the scripture that we read substantiates that and, and validates that to us. The Bible says, God speaking, it says, it is not good for man to be alone. Who said that? Who said that? So God said it is not good for man to be alone. Now, this is a message, all right? A word for people who boast about, you know, there are people who boast that they're not going to get married. Do you know there are people like that? They, they boast. That's, oh, I don't need any man in my life. I don't need any woman in my life. No, they don't say it with any sense of humility. Or maybe God spoke to them. They say it because they are trying to play down on marriage. You get what I'm saying? They are trying to play down on, you know, relationships and all that. And God speaking here, it says it is not good for man to be alone. So this is a word for you. Glory to God. So God says it is not good for you to be alone. Praise God. You know, I, I hear different things. And I hear that even those who have said they will not get married, all those fathers and all that, they, they still do wrongs. Amen. Can you talk to me this morning? Because this is not the way God created. There are people who are gifted. Bible says that there are those who are gifted as eunuchs. So not everyone will fall into that category. Can you hear, can you hear what I'm saying this morning? So there are people that God maybe based on you know, his dealings or his calling for them, amen. But the way I'm seeing all of you, you look like you'll be married. How can a genie not get married? I don't know what is going to happen, hey? Or a Jerry with all the fire in his bone. Glory to God. Are you here this morning? So God wants you to be married. I said, neighbor, neighbor, just in case you have plans. Pastor said, I should tell you this morning that God wants you to get married. Now, ask him or I say, can you cope with not being married? With all the fire that you have in your bones. The way I'm seeing you, I don't think you can cope. The way I'm seeing brought Taiwo, he looks like he's. <laughs> look out! Look! How can you say a family should not get married? We where where all the energy? <laughs> Glory to God! So God wants you to get married. It's God's will. So if you're getting married, you are not outside of God's will. You are in the very center. Of the will of God. Can somebody say amen to that? Right. And God did not design marriage to be endured. God designed marriage to be enjoyed. God did not design marriage to be endured. God designed marriage to be enjoyed or to be enjoyable. You know, when we speak about the will of God sometimes, you know, it's interesting sometimes how, you know, believers mystify the will of God. So they make it seem like, oh, the will of God is that God will just appear to you and just say, oh, 
that he will now tell you someone you don't like. That God, God wants to punish you. He will now look at you and say, you've been walking in disobedience all the while. Then he appears to you and say, you see that brother you don't like? That's your husband. You see that sister you don't like? Like you don't like her style? That's your wife. God doesn't operate like that. When it comes to God, all right, God would make you to like what you see. Somebody say amen to that. You know, there are people who don't look out for certain things because they are trying to spiritualize everything, including marriage. The Bible says man looks at the heart word. But God sees the heart. So, if you're a man, you must look at the heart word. I will never forget. I went to see my spiritual father. I was 24 years old, some years back. And then I was going to clock 25. And I went to see him. No, I was 23 years old. Yeah. So I went to see Pastor Victor Adiemi. And I said, oh, you know, I'm there was this lady I was trying to, you know, ask out and all that. My wife knows about the story and all. So, <laughs> you know, so I was on need for, for, for like a year and a half. You know, I was following up. You know, it's follow, follow up. <laughs> You know, as far as I was concerned, I was follow up. You know, I was just, it's, it's more like ministry work. You just follow up on the soul you want to win over. You understand? So I was following up. I was doing evangelism and how to to this lady and then just for her to come to the fold. Amen. But you know, she just wasn't coming through. So I went to see Pastor Victor and then we're just having this conversation. And he was saying to me that, you know, do you, do you like what you see? You know, I've seen him. I've, I've, I revere him a lot. He's, he's organized, you know, powerful crusades, gathered thousands of people all over the city of Ibadan. I thought this man is, is an anointed man. He's full of the Holy Ghost and all that. And he was asking me, do, do you like what you see? Do you, what kind of shape do you like? You know, do you, do, do you like, you know, do, what, how do you like it? You know, do you like it? You know, I think there are some teenagers here. Because I'll be saying some things this morning. Amen. So do you like, you know? So, so I said to him, I said, I said, I said, sir. He said, you, you have to like what you see. Some people like it on the high side. Some people like it on the low side. Some people like it. They follow scriptures that says, let your moderation be known unto all men. Some people like it moderate. Glory to God. And you must know what you like. So you must, you must know what triggers you as a man. And we are blessed to women. So don't mind those ladies. They also know what they are looking out for. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Sabina, should I preach this morning? Yeah. <laughs> Hallelujah. Right, so you must look at the heart word. Because if you don't look at the heart word, you may end up enduring. You may end up and then you wake up in the night and you are saying, Jesus wept. <laughs> because you don't like what you see. Praise God. When I wake up and I see my wife beside me, I pray in the Holy Ghost. I pray in the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. And you know what? Beauty is in the heart of the beholder. Let me tell you, was, I think it was when Victor was sharing the story also. He was saying that there was this guy, one of their uncles, that used to write love poems to this lady and all that. 
You know, back in the day, who is on that chair? Somebody on that chair. That would have, you know, that would write poem, a poem to, you know, this particular lady and all that. And then, you know, nice poems and all of those. And then he said, the day they saw the lady that their uncle was writing poem to. <laughs> he said that he was amazed that truly beauty is in the eye of the beholder. <laughs> that in their own estimation, in their own estimation, they felt you cannot be right if you are writing this kind of poem. It must be to maybe somebody like my wife. You understand? But alas, it was not so. <laughs> so beauty is in the heart of the beholder. When you look at the person you want to get married to, you must be able to present them to your relatives, to your friends. And not say, just wait behind. Please, don't leave this place. I say, please, please, don't talk. Because, you know, foolishness is altered when men open their mouths. And you must also look out for certain things. They must have wisdom. You know, there are people that, even though they look beautiful, when they open their mouth and they speak, all the beauty immediately evaporates. <laughs> Glory to God. So you must like what you see. I'm just laying that foundation. I'm going to dive into what I have this one. That's just, praise by the way, amen. So God designed married to be enjoyed and not endured. My wife and I will be, mar will be, married, will be married for nine years by December. Amen. And, and I'm just going to be sharing some experiences. You know, we, we, we've, we've come through a lot. We've been through a lot of season. A lot of season. That time will not permit me to share on this platform. Amen. But we are here standing by His grace. Glory to God. So why do marriages fail? Number one, unrealistic expectations and fantasies. Unrealistic expectations and fantasies. This is one of the major reasons why marriages fail. I've had countless conversations with intended couples, even young adults. And I marvel some of the expectations that some of these guys have and they are carrying that expectation into their marriage glory to God there are people there are men who believe that once they get married that's the end of laundry so they have an expectation that the moment they get married they will not be doing chores again they will not be doing any you know they will not be doing their laundry again. The woman will be there to do their laundry for them and all that. They have that unrealistic expectation. Glory to God. As men, 
So the idea of a marriage is a man sitting down, watching the TV, right? Reading the newspaper and the wife serving the meal. Glory to God. That's their ideal marriage. And that's a wrong expectation. That's a wrong mindset. Glory to God. There are women, there are ladies whose idea of marriage is that they will just, you know, the idea of marriage is breakfast in bed. You know, you know they, they just, see, Nollywood will not help you. It will put you in a wood. Amen. Glory to God. Amen. I was with my friend yesterday, Pastor Dami Oliver Toyimbo. You know, I'm trying to tap some anointing from him. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Right. So, you, people have, they, they have the idea that the man, you know, will just come and, and, you know, just serve them and say, how are you? Oh, honey. And use the, the pillow to hit them. And say, stop it. Stop it. And say, oh, wow. It's a great day. Say, I've made your breakfast, baby. And then it brings, it brings rose. Red rose. And says, and says, oh, honey, I love you so much. And then he cuddles her and say, and cuddles, see. <laughs> no, no, no. There'll be times like that. There'll be times like that. There'll be times like that. But there'll be times also. <laughs> they will cuddle you, say, leave me alone. I want, to, I want to be by myself. Are you here this morning? Am I talking to somebody this morning? So people have different ideas running through their mind. No, there are some men that they think that once you get married, like, you'll just be having sex anyhow. In the kitchen sex, in the bathroom sex. That's the idea. that, they, And that's what they are carrying into marriage. My brother... There will be times that when you see bills, when you see bills, if you are a real man that is responsible, when you see bills, they will say, come, you say to where? I'm telling you. Because there's just a lot going through your mind. You are thinking how to fix the children's school fees. Your mom is there. You know, I mean, I was, with, I was with my mom. I was with my mom some days ago, last week, and she was telling me how that, you know, that our car and all that, the, the thing hit me. You know, the, the car stopped on the, on the way she had to fix it. Of course, I couldn't send money to her to fix the car. She was telling me how, you know, the car, and the thing hit me. Ah! And I made up my mind that I'm going to do something about it by the help of God. Do you get what I'm saying? When you think about it, you are not going to think of there are some of you here, men, that when you, when you see pastor and his wife, what you are thinking of, ah, I was going to enjoy you. Ah, ah. Say, ah, man. Ah. There was one guy that met me, so he was saying to me, he said, ah, man. Ah. I, saw, I saw it. The way he was talking to me. He said, ah, oh, your babe, you know. He knew me before I got married, so he said, ah, that you'll be fine no more. Ah. 
Omon, oh, only you get that. <laughs> and I said, young man, it's not always like that. Because he's not married. You know, there's a way that single guys, they envy the married people. And sometimes, some of us envy you. We envy you. Not that we are not enjoying our marriage, but sometimes we wish that we can just relocate without having to consult and have a family meeting. Nobody is fighting you about not eating balanced diet. I hear what I'm saying. Your wife will fight you that you are not eating the right food into your own easy your eating. So it's a different ballgame entirely. I know you want to be married, but sometimes we too want to just have that freedom to come home anytime you wish. To sleep anywhere you like. Hear what I'm saying? To sleep anywhere, you, anywhere night meet me. That's where I will sleep. Well, so now, if night meets you on third villa, you still have to get home. Are you in touch this morning? So you need to understand how this thing works. Praise God. Not having unrealistic expectations. People get married and they have the greatest shock of their lives. And it now brings them to a place of dissatisfaction. And eventually they get frustrated and leave the marriage. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Can you say a resounding amen to that? It's amazing that a lot of singles are more concerned about preparing for their wedding than preparing for their marriage. And marriage is the only institution in the world where you get your certificates before you enter. You didn't hear me. All institutions, you finish and then you get your certificate. In marriage, right? You will get it first. And then you will now enter. And some people, they end up tearing the certificates. It's the case of what I ordered. That's also what I got. And that's why you must sometimes take your time. A broken relationship is better than a broken marriage. If you feel you're in a wrong relationship, don't be afraid or ashamed to break it. Break it. If you're convinced. Are you hearing what I'm saying? The guy will beat you. You will wash plates. You will wash clothes. You will cook. Then he will cook you. Then you, and you are still there. Glory to God. Number two reasons why marriages fail is wrong choice. Wrong choice. A major reason why some marriages fail is a wrong choice. The Bible says in Psalm 11 verse 3, If the foundation is faulty, what can the righteous do? The truth is that there are some people 
who have no business getting married to each other in the first place. But for different reasons, they get married. Some for pressure. Some want to make a statement. Glory to God. And they get, if you rush into marriage, you rush out. So some people see the signals and they still go ahead with the marriage. The guy, you, you start dating him two weeks, three weeks, one month, he's already beating you. He's already slapping you and telling you that he's sorry. My dear sister, run for your, for your life. Or you've been marrying someone, you've been dating somebody for, for, for one year, he's never bought you a gift before. Not even head time. You say, baby, please raise me. You will be raising him in marriage. He will die. And you will have to raise him. You will keep raising him. You know that responsible men, even though they don't have, they don't suck life out of the woman. Because they understand that they are meant to be the head. Are you in church this morning? So foundational problems. Some, I mean, a classical example is a odd, odd-tempered man who decides to go ahead with marrying a lady who is also hot-tempered. What do you think the results will be? It's going to be a mess. The marriage is not going to last. Praise God. So people fail in marriage because of wrong choices. Glory to God. The next one, ah, I can see some young people in this service. So I think we need to start thinking of having a teenage church. Yeah, because I, I don't know. I, I have some things to share. If you're a teenager, can you please just, sorry, please, can you just go to the um, children's church just for, for a few minutes? Please, if you're, you know, a teenager. Even now, there's some teenagers. <laughs> can we please appreciate them? Yeah. This is, this is, Thank you, guys. God bless you. No, no, no. You can see it. Oh, yeah, I think you are good. <laughs> eh? Oh, okay. Sorry, I didn't know. Okay, okay. Please, let's appreciate them. This is going to be uncensored. I'm sure some of you have never seen me like this. This, this morning. See, God designed sex. And one of the major reasons, when I talk like that, you know that it's very serious. One of the major reasons why marriages fail is sex. Sexual dissatisfaction. And when people, when you, I mean, I have, I have little experience when it comes to counseling couples. And I can tell you guys, 
that sometimes when you are counseling couples, the real issues are not said. Yeah. So people come and tell you that, oh, we are having issues and all that, and then different things. Sometimes, sometimes if the issues are deep, couples don't reveal the major cause of the issues. But they both know why they are having the issues. Is somebody hear what I'm saying this morning? So, you marry a couple. You, there's somewhat, there are people in marriage, all right, who go one month without having sex. It's a problem. My wife says, serious one. It's a major problem that you can go one month stretch as a man. Not that your wife is not within reach. I mean, I've done over a month, two months, because your wife is not within reach. That's a different story. I'm not saying that your wife is not within reach or your husband is not within reach, but you live in the same house. Now, it may not be a problem at first. But if that persists, it's going to end up being a problem. Because sex is like a covenant. Glory to God. I hear what I'm saying. And that's why as a single person, you must marry somebody you are sexually attracted to. If you like big breasts, go for big breasts. Now you know you are bowing down your head. <laughs> see, see, you must be able to know what you like. There are, there, are, there are women that likes guys who are broad. Because it gives them a sense that the guy is well able. He can do all things. So, so you must, you, it's a must. It's a must that you are able to communicate. Communicate your, your sexual needs. That's for the marriage. For the single, you must be sexually attracted to them. If you're dating someone, you've never felt like hugging them. You've never felt like kissing them. You've never felt like smooshing them. You've never felt like having sex with them. I can tell you, you're in a wrong relationship. That's, you, are not, you are not tempted. Sometimes, some, you are not tempted sometimes to grab their breast. Sometimes, you are not tempted. But the love of God, with the love of God, you put your body under what? 1 Corinthians 9, 27. So, so you know, you know, there, you know, there's a way that lady can feel like they don't like sex. Men and brethren, it's not always the case. You know, when a lady says, no, no, sometimes, 
He said, oh, I want to come and check you. Ah, don't come, don't come, don't worry, I'm okay. What he's saying is that, be coming now. Now. <laughs> Praise God. You know, women are emotional beings. Men are logical beings. So as a, as a man, this is one of the greatest revelations you can have. To understand how women function. And as one of you single men, you're still joking. You're still joking. Because you still don't understand how women are wired. So, a woman says, you don't love me. And then you're saying, I don't love you. I bought you a car. I took you abroad. I did this for you. I did that for you. What she's saying is that love me now, now. Now, now. Or the love with which you love me is diminishing. So, a, a man will now start throwing tantrum. I say, ah, 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 you are not grateful. You are not grateful. I've, I, I, ah. But what she's simply saying is that I want to feel that love. So if you're single here, you must ensure that you marry someone that you're attracted to. You must love what you see. You must wake up in the night and pray in the Holy Ghost. And see your wife and say, Bren, Dikati, Akutalabatia. I don't know what that means. But I know that it sounds like I tried. I did a good job. And also, if you're, if you're married here, you must learn to speak your partner's love language and sex language. Some of you here, you're going to get married this year, next year, next two years, and what I'm sharing with you will come to you. So if you're single, planning to get married, you should get this message and put it on repeat. It's going to save your marriage. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Praise God. God designed... Listen, are you okay? I'm just asking. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, ah, Pastor, this thing, they are too hard. <laughs> Glory to God. So you must understand how it works. You know that there are times that a man is weak. Physically. All he just needs from a woman is to put her hand on her head and rub it. When she rubs her head, the anointing will, the anointing will increase, I'm telling you. So, you need to be able to speak that language. Am I preaching, baby? So, so, so you need to be able to understand how it works I always recommend that couples should have this is not a rule couple should have sex at least at least at least twice in a week at least 
<laughs> in a bad situation, no time, once. But there are some people, five, some people do four times. And some, <laughs> you know that. And don't be busy with, with all this sister that pray in the Holy Ghost, though. I'm telling you. <laughs> Let me tell you a true life story. There was a man that was going to get married, and because the lady was a virgin, he was always, you know, harassing her and say, "Ha, ah, you don't know. Get ready for me, oh. Get ready for me, oh. Saying all kinds of things, and the lady would just be calm. She would just be calm. She, you know, she would just, you know, be okay. She would say, "Ah." Uh, you know, we'll try and all that. But the guy will say, ah, go and hack. So when I was in the world, when I was in the world, ah, the lady will just be calm. When they got married, when they got married, after every meal, after every meal, you do go and call him and say, come, oh yeah, come. <laughs> this is not, I'm not trying to be funny. It's real. After every meal, breakfast, you come say, come. Lunch, you say come. Dinner, you say come. The guy say, ah, it's not my power, it's not my might. You know, there are some of there are some men that feel like it's not a competition. It's not a competition. If if a woman has your time, you are in, you are in, you are in trouble. So, men, be humble. Just calm down. Calm down. You know, there are some men that they, they, when it's time to even, the way they are, calm down. Calm down. He's not running away. Calm down. And you must be able to tell them. Say, calm down. Calm. I'm here. I'm here. But some men, it's as if they want to kill us. Calm down. You have this the rest of your life. You can as well just take it one step. It's, it's as you behold. It's been revealed from glory to glory. So you can't, as a man, you, you have to understand how this works. And that's why if you're a single here, don't just be looking for, you know, opportunity and just calm down. If you have anything that I tell him, say calm down. Calm down. So there's a lady who you are trying to, you know, hug and all that. She's your girl. He says, no. You say, okay, okay, okay. I say, ah, why now? Why now? Why? Yeah, why now? Ah, why now? Can, can you just be respectful? And be a man of respect. Are you here? Are you here? So, you must speak your partner's love language. There are people that their love language is just words of affirmation. Just speak words of affirmation to them. 
There are people that who their love language is, is heart of service. Like my wife. Heart of service. Support her. Be with her. She likes to talk, communication. This morning, our house was not around. This morning, I did not lift a finger. So when it was time to wash the plates, I went to the kitchen with her. She was washing the plates. I was talking to her. She said, go and bathe the children. I said, wolf. I said, I said you bathe them. Then she bathed them. And I was talking to, to her. And then you said, I said, of course, I did some other things. You know, go and get this. I'll get it. Go and, I mean, I did all of those. So you don't think, ah, this pastor. Ah. No, I'm not that bad. But you must know your partner's love language and speak the language. So I can do things for her. I can go and get things for her. But there are people that some things that you do don't even make sense to them. Because that's not their language. Some people are moved by gifts. By gifts. I have a friend, she will say, just create my alert. Just create my account. There are people like that. It's just a lot. A lot. And I think all women. Random a lot. If you are a single guy here, that's how to score points. Without being asked. Without being asked. That's the that's initiative, that discretion. Without being asked, just send it. 200 naira head time. Based on your level. Based on your level. Don't go and break the bank. And say you want to impress. And put yourself in trouble. If all you can afford is 500 naira recharge card. Send it. The lady will, I can tell you that. Especially if the lady is from Grace Maid. One of the things, one of the things I look forward to next year. Let me tell you, one of, let me just say this. One of the things I look forward to next year is to, is to join people in Grace Maid who met in Grace Maid. They met in Grace Maid. They met in Grace Maid. They connected in Grace Maid. I look forward to it next year. Of course, there will be several weddings next year. Several weddings. But particularly, I look forward to that. So start connecting. Singles. Glory to God. Praise God. So, just random. 1,000 naira. Just send it. Without, even if she's working, she has a job. So random. Glory to God. You know, some men, some men are just too stingy. There are some things you do for your spouse that God counts it as a seed. That's very, I don't know if you got that. There are some things that you do some extra miles that you go, that in the eyes of God, it is a seed. I hear what I'm saying this morning. So, 
as a, as a, as a young man, as a, and if your sense such, appreciates, appreciates. Somebody made a joke about ladies that you send them hair time, then you will call them. I say, hello, did you get the hair time I sent? Say, yes, I got it. I say, you know, I say, okay, okay. Thank you, I got it. I got it. Whatever it is that anybody does for you, show appreciation. Appreciation. Your husband bought you something. Or your fiance or your fiance got you something. Say thank you. And don't, don't have this entitlement mentality. And feel like, go, go and take what other men are doing. As a lady, if you do that to a man, you are in a big mess. You are going to see the worst of that man. Are you in church this morning? So you must speak your partners like they are people. And their love language is just quality time. See, some Time does not have to be, quality time is not in the quantity of the time. So there are people who are with their fiancé or their fiancé all day, but it's not quality time. There are some of you here, you're in a relationship and you don't discuss about your future. All you are concerned about is pressing best, pressing breast. You, you are in big trouble. You are not having conversations about your future, about your destiny, about how your next five years will be, how your marriage will be, the kind of children you want to raise, where you will settle down, is brace, 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 you want to brace. Did they curse you? And there are women like that too. So I can balance it. You guys say, let's pray. You say, ah, oh, no, baby, we got to pray every day. We got to be praying every day. We prayed yesterday now. Let's pray today. Sorry, you didn't get that. You must be able to do spiritual things together. Pray together. Fast together. You are laying a foundation for a great marriage. And I'm not saying those temptations will not come. They will come. They will come. And stop asking foolish questions. Is it wrong to kiss in a relationship? Stop asking those questions. We're going to do Q&A next Sunday. If you ask me those questions. I'm not going to answer those questions. The fact that you are asking means that you know that it's wrong. So stop asking me those questions. Ah, is it wrong when you're in a relationship that you go and sleep in your best friend's house? Don't I don't want to you just <laughs> use your touch mind. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I mean, there are times that you find yourself in that situation, but it should not be, but it is done on the norm. Are you in church this morning? Can I talk to you this morning? So you must be able to speak your... First of all, before you speak that language, you must understand it. 
I can tell you that in the, in the, in the last eight months, this year, my wife and I, we've not had any quarrel. This year, like quarrel that we fought. This year, it has not happened. She can bear me witness. Not that reasons have not come for us to, to you know, have misunderstanding. But you see, as you grow, your wisdom level should grow. And, and that's what is missing. People don't want to change. It's a major reason why marriages fail. People don't want to change. They feel like, oh, if they admit this, that if, if, if it's a sign of weakness. No. No. Sometimes you have to just let things slide and choose your battles. You can't be fighting over everything. Everything. Oh, you don't do this. Every, every time you're always looking for something to just hold your partner on. You're not ready for a great marriage. In the past nine months, I say this with every sense of humility. Let me tell you one of the major reasons why people don't come out to say some of those things is because somewhere in their mind, they are afraid that that marriage will break. That's why people are afraid to put their marriage online sometimes. Because they are thinking that, let's be careful. Let's, because if we put it out and something happens, then people will now mock us. That's why they hold back. There are people who are private, right? Who can be private. There are some people who have to be private because of what they do. Because there are jobs like that. That you take some jobs, you can't put out anything. They, if I, this, I have a friend who works with a particular company. They censor what you put out. You can't post anything. I hear what I'm saying. Do you agree with that? There are companies like that. They pay them millions. You, and it's legit work. You can't not, you know, Yahoo, Yahoo, or anything. Proper work. But you can't post your personal life. Have you ever seen somebody who works with some top government officials? You've seen their children before? You've seen them come online and put some things out? You won't see them. They've bought them over. But the money must be worth it. Amen. All right. Yeah, where were we? So some people are afraid to put their marriage out there. And sometimes it's out of fear. I'm saying this to you that you are going to have a great marriage. Amen. Can your amen be louder this morning? Amen. But you see, every marriage that you see that is working is being worked. Nothing just happens. There were times that this my same wife, we were fighting every day. Back to back. Back to back. Back to back, right? Back to back. Sometimes a single day, three times quarrel, four times five. Back to back. 
But the challenge is that some people just refuse to grow up. You see men in marriage who have refused to grow up. The things that got them hungry the first year of the marriage is still getting them hungry. It's not a sign of growth. Some things can be excused in maybe the first year, the first two years, the first three years of the marriage. But you start coming to four years, five years, we cannot excuse you beating your wife. We can't excuse you. Even the second year, we can't excuse you. That you raise your hand and, and begin to beat your wife and say that you are hungry. You are actually mad. You, you are mad. See, God forbid, if I have a daughter, if, if I, have my, I have a daughter, if I have a daughter, God forbid, you beat my daughter, I hear it, I'm going to lock that person up. God is my witness. That's what I would do. Because either I lock you up or I take you to a psychiatric hospital for them to examine you. Because you, ha you are mad. You are actually mad. You, are, you have a mental... No, no, you are not mad. You, you have a mental condition. Let's help you. Package it. And I'm not saying that you will not be tempted. And women to watch your mouth. They will just slap you for nothing. Just. Sometimes when you're. I think it was Joyce Mayer. That said that when she's hungry. She would just go and carry the pillow. And just go to some, I think it was just mayor, and just cover her mouth and say everything she wants to the pillow. That, that was her own coping mechanism. You know, there are some there are some women that can talk, they will insult you, they will abuse your father, abuse your mother, abuse your your your, your village. They will call you by your when a woman calls you by your name. They say shame, you know you, 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 are, you are about to, to, to tear. When, when they now add your surname to it, I say Paul. And I don't say Paul. They will, they, will, they will not call your native name. Paul Chukwe Bukai, hey, know that you are in real trouble. <laughs> are you here this morning? As a, as a man, you must learn to control yourself as a man. As a woman, you must learn to control your tongue. You know, some women, you see them how they treat other, other men. The same way they are treating other men is the same way they will treat their husband when push comes to shove. That's what they will do. So you call other men stupid. The bus conductor that didn't do anything to you just because he was trying to look for change and he made the mistake of not telling you ahead that there was no change and then you 
talk to him and then you insult him and then you call him names and then even your 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 husband to be is calling you i said baby stop he say only can you please just take your mouth out of this And then if you're having an issue and then your, your, your husband or your, or your wife says, can you please stop? Can you, can you just stop? Out of honor. Out of honor and respect for that person. And I say, baby, don't put your mouth into this. So don't put you. Don't. <laughs> baby. I'm telling you now. Telling you now, let me just deal with this person. It's not everyone you give a piece of your mind to. If you give a piece of your mind to everyone, then there will be nothing left. Only pieces will be left. Are you here this morning? Nothing that is working is by chance or happenstance. You see a great marriage, people have determined. Like my brothers would say, they have determined. They have determined that it's going to work. A great marriage does not fall on your laps. You don't, you don't sleep and wake up and boom, you have a great marriage. There are people who look at my wife and I and they're like, wow. Ha. We still fight. But you know, fight as greed. I don't like that. It means I don't like it. it means I don't like it. I don't like it. I've told you. That's, that's a good fight. The Bible speaks of good fight of faith. That's it. And it's not. Oh. Oh. I'll just I'll just round off. Nothing happens by chance. Nothing happens by chance. Any marriage that is working is worked. There are some of you here who are single, right? And the way you are living your life now, the way you are living your life now, if you get married in the state that you are in, the marriage will not last two days. People like that are not in grace made in Jesus' name. And I'm speaking by faith. So, if there is anything you need to Take care of the little anger, the little insulting people, the little lies. One of the things I detest in my life is a woman that lies. Ah, I can't stand it. It's, I, I hate it with a passion. Women who lie a lot. You know, there are things that people, to be honest, to be honest, God is my witness. 
I never even knew my wife was this beautiful until I married her. Honestly. I'm, I'm, I say this on the go. I'm not trying to, you know, be... Honestly, that didn't get my attention. Honestly. I didn't see it. I just saw a woman that fears the Lord. That would be supportive. That was all I saw. Honestly. Honestly. It's now that I'm like, wow. Ah, I'm fine. <laughs> like, it's now that I'm... He was, see... See, charm is deceitful. Yeah. Proverbs 31.10, beauty is vain. Yeah. See, some of you here, you, I know you are fine. But you will not always be this cute, I'm telling you. When the, when the charm disappears, <laughs> it's, what you, it's who you are that the man will be. I mean, there are people who are very beautiful, then had a fire incident, God forbid, and then the, the beauty is gone. And there are still some men who stay with them. Because you don't marry beauty alone. Are you here this morning? So women, let there be things that are more to you than beauty. That's why in the workplace, they don't give beauty allowance. You may be beautiful, but you're not productive. You are a gunner. See, I choose to be the best version of myself. I choose to be the best version of myself. Say, God is at work in me to will and to do of his good pleasure. Say, I have love. I am kind. I am patient. I am caring. I am long-suffering in the name of Jesus. Say, by the help of God, by the grace of God, a better me emerges every day in the name of Jesus. I have the mind of Christ in the name of Jesus. I am sound in judgment in the name of Jesus. Say, I receive all that you have in store for me. In the name of Jesus, I am connected in the name of Jesus to the bone of my bone and the flesh of my flesh. In the name of Jesus, I choose to be better. I choose to be wiser by the grace and the help of almighty God. In the name of Jesus, so help me God. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah.